Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Dreamer K podcast. Today we have uh, multiple special guests. Um, would you guys like to introduce yourselves? Sure. Uh, so I'm Dan, bass uh, for Draw the Line. I'm Mike, I play guitar. I'm Jimmy, I'm vocalist of Draw the Line. And I'm Anthony, I play drums in Draw the Line. Oh, that's awesome. Is that everybody? Uh, we're just missing uh, one guitarist, uh, our buddy John. Wow, where is he tonight? Uh, unfortunately, he uh, he's on the road. Um, he plays in the Air Force uh, band, actually. Uh, so he's a, he's a stand-up bass player. Uh, so he's currently on tour uh, in Colorado right now. Oh, wow, that's awesome. I, I guess that's a yeah. good reason to not be there tonight. Yeah, it's uh, you know very cool that uh, you know he has the opportunity to uh, tour you know around the country with a very prestigious band like that, uh, and then at the same time get to play in some uh, you know dive bars and stuff like that with us. <laughs> um, speaking of uh, you guys, um, so I w- was I first introduced to you guys because um, I was on Twitter and instagram and it was when uh vitality dropped and i just saw like a bunch of people that i follow um retweeting it or or, um you know people that i follow um just like liking uh, people who posted it and i was just curious i was like okay like i've seen this so many times today like i have to check it out so um that's how i found out about you guys and i thought it was um you know really good and i was curious and i wanted to talk to you guys so I, i hit up our mutual friend uh Steve Huey, um, shout outs to Steve. Um, I was just curious, uh, how do you guys know Steve? Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, so, uh, this is Dan. We, uh, we went back, you know, kind of two years ago, uh, two years now, uh, we went to, uh, middle school and high school together and, uh, you know, started going to shows. Uh, he was, you know, one of the first few people that I bumped into and, you know, kind of, showed me some bands and stuff like that. So uh, him and I go, you know, pretty far back as far as that goes. And um, how old are you guys, by the way? I, I should have asked that. Uh, I'm uh, 27. I'm uh, 22. I'm 26. And I'm uh, 21. Okay, so you guys aren't um, that far apart in age, and I'm like a little bit older. I'm Right now I'm 30, which sounds old, but um, I, I still feel young. Um, so, um, draw the line. Uh, how did uh, the band form? Because you guys uh, first released uh, "Stake Your Claim" back in 2016. Was that the first release, or was there a demo before that? So basically, uh, in like 2015, uh, I had met Jimmy, and uh, he had come to me just basically he wanted to start a band, and uh, I was like, "Yeah, let's just make it happen." And so. Um, we got together with um, some people that we knew. We threw out a demo that um, is currently not available on Bandcamp yeah. anymore. And I think it's available on some YouTube channels. And I know we had some physical CDs of it, but... I mean, we as... had physical CDs of it, like, I don't even know. That was, like, at least almost three or four years ago. Or at least. Like yeah, 2015. Because we put out Stake Your Claim uh, the next year, and then uh, we pretty much just, like, hit the ground running with that. That's, like, yeah. a real... I like the special release besides you know with the demo, but I think you know take clay. Like we were talking about this a while ago, we thought this would be the if we didn't release the demo would be you know our yeah release first EP mm. pretty much. 
Yeah, and honestly, I think it's definitely um, a good uh, place for people to start um, listening to you guys. Um, I was on the band camp and I noticed uh, you guys have, um, in 2017, you guys released that, uh, I guess you call it a single burning breed. Um, yeah. I, I was just curious, uh, why didn't um, you didn't, uh, or how come you guys didn't like attach that to like Vitality or um, put it on a uh, stake your claim? So at the time, uh, I was actually in uh, in school for uh, recording and uh, live sound, and uh, one of the projects was to just get a band in there and you know record a, a song. And uh, we had you know a little bit of new material, but weren't quite ready to put out an EP. So we kind of just thought of it as an opportunity to you know, hey, let's you know just you know put some new material out there. You know, you know a single, nothing major. You know. I think that's cool. It was like a, a pretty cool school project. Um, what kind of grade did you get for that? <laughs> uh, it, yeah, it, was, it, it was more based on uh, getting, you know, uh, all the requirements necessary done for it, which, you know, we nailed it, you know, recorded all the tracks, you know, uh, mixed and mastered it. So uh, got a good grade for it. <laughs> so when you uh, presented it to your professor or teacher, did you have to explain like uh, what the genre was or did you just kind of play it for them? Uh, not at all, actually. Uh, I mean, for one, you know, they've they've heard everything at that point. You know, they they work in you know studio business, so it's you know, it was nothing new as far as that goes. Um, but then my particular instructor, he was a uh, he's somewhat familiar with uh, you know some of the local bands and uh, and the scene in general. Um, you know, as far as the uh, uh, metal and hardcore and things like that. So it didn't really come as a shock for him. You know, it was just another uh, another heavy band coming in. <laughs> Okay, and um, going back, uh, I asked, um, how did uh, Draw the Line form? Yeah, so in 2015, um, Jimmy just like, I, when I met Jimmy, he just wanted to start a band. I didn't know him that well, but he was always uh, kind of explaining how I just wanted to be a singer. He wanted to be in a band so bad, because we have a really good friend, James Aloysio, with... Uh, state of mind right now he used to be in a band called detriment and he's uh jimmy's best friend they've been friends like their whole lives since like at least third grade like i don't know how many years ago but a long time that's yeah, awesome he fronted a band detriment and uh just seeing james you know be a vocalist and sing in a band made jimmy want to do that okay and so did you guys all just kind of knew each other um from like school or just from being in the same scene um, yeah, essentially, um, James and Jimmy and I believe Dan, they all went to, uh, we, well, we all went to the same high school, but it's not at the same time, except for Anthony, the drummer, he went somewhere else on us. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of us who, uh, you know, all grew up in Stony Brook and, uh, went to, uh, Ward Melville high school. So, you know, graduated different years, but, uh, you know, kind of have that thing in common. So. Okay. That's awesome. Um, right now, um, when I think of, uh, Long Island hardcore, obviously, um, to me, you guys are like one of the newer bands, but I think to like bands like, um, Backtrack, Incendiary, uh, Hangman just came through, um, right now, how would you guys describe, uh, the state of Long Island hardcore? Um, it's, uh, it's, it's at a great point. Uh, there's, you know, I, I always feel that Long Island has a lot of new, fresh bands uh, bringing, you know, something cool to the table. 
a lot of unique things. Uh, Rule Them All is a great example of a band that's just kind of bringing something fresh to the table um, that uh, can really be proud to say, you know, they're a fellow band from Long Island. And do you guys, because um, I, I know there's like that um, venue um, in Amityville, right? That's near you guys? Right, um, uh, Amityville Musical. Yeah. So besides that place, um, are there, <coughs> excuse me, are there any other um, local venues or do you guys have to kind of travel outside of Long Island um, to play or book shows? We have another venue in Long Island. It's called Shakers Pub. Okay. Yeah, that's one. That's another main venue. One of the cool things about Long Island, especially over the years, is uh, there's always, you know, when one venue goes out, there's usually another one that comes in. Uh, we're very fortunate in that uh, a lot of venues, as much as they might come and go, uh, there's always at least a few of them around that, uh, you know, you can, can definitely book a good show, you know, good people turn out, and, uh, you know, it's nice. And are, are these, um, like, more, like, legit venues, or are they, like, more DIY um, it ranges because there's definitely some, you know, Shakers, for instance, is more of like a DIY spot where uh, it's more or less free unless you, you damage it too much. Um, but then, you know, there's, you know, some nicer venues, too. Um, like, you know, uh, the Paramount's pretty big. Um, even, even like uh, AMH or uh, Revolution on the same town. Those are like official venues, I would say, at this point. For sure. Okay. That's awesome because I was just curious because I always wonder about um, different scenes because where I'm stationed at um, in Orange County, we have um, like two like super solid like legit venues um, being uh, the Chain Reaction and uh, the Observatory. But then also we have um, this awesome uh, DIY spot. Um, It's a skate shop called uh, Program in Fullerton, California. And they put on like a ton of like awesome and crazy shows. And um, to me, it's awesome. And it's crazy at the same time because they like literally leave like most of their merchandise just out on the floor still. And people are um, nice enough and um, show respect to the shop that nobody steals and nothing gets broken and people are still able to have like a good time and actually get pretty rowdy. Going um, back to Vitality, I was just curious. Um, it's been out um, for basically uh, like a little over a month. Um, how has the reaction been for you guys? I would say, I mean, we get been getting really good like reactions and people have been listening to us, like showing some love, which is awesome. Like they were showing some love for us and all that stuff. Yeah, definitely a good reaction. Um, I've seen kids online posting it in like towns or even like places or like I guess where kids live where I never think they'd listen to Java Line like Canada and stuff like that. Saw them posting Vitality, which I thought was pretty neat. Definitely uh, feels pretty good to see people actually like genuinely liking it. In a yeah, definitely um, got a big like range of uh, audience checking out this record since it came out. Uh, shout out to uh, real quick, you're the knife and sanction. They definitely uh, hooked it up and shared it out when the record dropped. And uh, those two bands being on Pure Noise, for example, definitely like gave us a whole new audience of just just like through a retweet of sharing our record to whoever might be following them going to check it out so we've definitely gotten a lot of big uh people checking out our record yeah it's uh 
it, it's definitely one of those things, you know, you, you always love and appreciate when friends are sharing it, you know, it's always great. But when you, when you hear and see people who you've never met or, you know, heard of, you know, uh, you know, for instance, you know, you reaching out for the podcast, like that's, um, it's, it's so humbling, you know, if, if, in hardcore, all you can ever hope for is having fun and, you know, playing shows with your friends. And, and then when people you, you know, you've never met, you know, are reaching out, you know, and showing love to your music, you know, it's a really cool feeling, you know? Yeah, definitely. I, I definitely understand what you guys are saying because I get that from the podcast. Like I, <clears throat> excuse me, I do like seriously, like, like 99% of like this whole thing by myself. And when I um, look at like my analytics or I, um, you know, get people will, will randomly like text me or see me in person and uh, tell me that, you know, they enjoyed like, you know, whatever episode that they listened to, to me, um, I, I think it's crazy because, um, like for people to actually take time out of their day and listen to this, um, I'm like super humble and like I'm always grateful. So I, I definitely understand what, what you guys mean when you guys talk about that. And um, and thank you guys for for being down to come on because um, also for like you know it takes two to do this. So for you guys to take the time out of your day um, and give it to the podcast, I um, really appreciate it. Hey, man, anytime, man. Yeah, man, we appreciate what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so I want to ask you guys about um, Street Fight Records. Um, on their Twitter, it says they're Long Island-based. Um, how'd you guys uh, team up with them to put out uh, of the Vitality CD? So my friend, uh, Steven, uh, he pretty much just runs everything by himself. Uh, I know uh, our friend uh, Amber, him, uh, Steven and Amber were like, running the record label, uh, just kind of DIY, real small, doing everything themselves, just like tapes out of their bedrooms. Um, but as far as I know, I think it's mostly Steven and the operation now. And uh, I just pretty much reached out to him. I was like, yo, like, let's do something. Let's make it work. And he was just totally down to make it happen. And did you guys ever think about pressing vinyl or do you guys just want to keep it um, CDs and just digital? Uh, definitely in the future is something that would be very interesting for us to do. I know Steven with Street Fight, he wants to press records, but it's just like not in his budget at the moment. So that's another thing that plays into it. We're definitely interested in seeing about that in the future, though. Yeah, I think that would be sick. Um, I get it's crazy um, that uh, vinyl's still so popular these days, and I get that there's probably like a you know ton of crazy vinyl collectors out there that probably would like to have um, your guys' stuff in their collection. Yeah, which you know is also brings us right back to that humbling aspect because vinyl is really one of those collector things that's starting to you know over the years come back more and more and. To even imagine that people would want to collect our record is, I yeah. <laughs> can't really wrap our head around that. Do any of you guys collect vinyl? I do. I have like pretty good collection. Yeah, so. I'd say we all do at least to to make, make it a point to yeah. some to some degree. You know, um, you know, some probably more than others. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll say um, when my other band uh, Typecast was on tour over the summer. Um, we were in uh, Pittsburgh. We stayed with uh, AJ from Face Rec, and uh, I saw I got to see his entire like collection firsthand, and um, it definitely inspired me to um, not necessarily start collecting more music, but if I 
come across something that I like and I know I like it, I'll buy it. And that's something I've recently started to do since coming into contact with him and his collection and seeing how he takes care of everything he's collected and preserved over the years. And so I never thought I would collect CDs or buy CDs more often than I ever did. But that's like my main media I go to now is I'll buy CDs over records or tapes. And if it's something I like, I'll just buy it because I like it. That's cool. Um, uh, is it harder for you to find like newer CDs these days? Since I feel like that format is like like way less popular than it ever has been. Um, typically, uh, I'll just check like discogs for a lot of stuff. A lot of labels really love to run their whole discography and catalogs all on discogs, and uh, a lot of people on that platform like to post um, different variants that they're selling. So I feel like I can always find uh, something of what I'm looking for, whether it be like a record, a tape, or a CD. Someone's always got it, and they're always trying to sell something. It's real interesting that you bring up that website because um, I, I used to work for this merch company, and they're pretty prominent um, in Orange County, and they were, um, I'm pretty sure they still are, they're friends with this um, guy from like this um, big record label, and I don't know how, but he kind of like threw um, us the task of running his discogs. So he like, like brought all of his vinyl over to the warehouse and we had it just like stowed away in this like dark corner. And anytime somebody would buy from his discogs, like we'd have to go like find the vinyl and pack it. But I remember just like kind of like fingering through all of his records and it was just a trip at like the quantity and some of the like the cool stuff that he had and it, it just like kind of blew my mind that it, it was just sitting up here in this dark room and um the only way you could get it is if you went through like the discogs that he never advertised yeah that's crazy yeah it, it was pretty wild um and uh i don't know why but he was uh like a huge like converge fan and um he like would tell us like oh like i have like a jane doe test press like somewhere like mixed in there like um like just leave it there like it's not for sale um and we were always curious just because like we were wondering like okay if that record and uh, that test press means so much to you why are you just leaving it in this like you know giant pile of things you're selling and yeah like we would try to find it because we were curious to see what it looked like and it, it was nowhere to be found. So I, I don't know if he like came in the night and took it and brought it home or if he was just like lying to us. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, I, I was curious about your guys's uh, social media. It, it seems like you guys are way more active on Twitter than Instagram. Is there a reason for that? Not really any reason. It's just uh, our Instagram is relatively new. We never really saw a reason to have one before in the first place. Um, I always kind of felt like if a band was relatively new, all they really needed was a band camp and word of mouth. I really didn't think a social media like Instagram was that necessary for a band like Draw the Line up until this point because we've been just kind of local to the Long Island area, not really like reaching out to play in other places or putting out any other music aside from Vitality recently. And so I feel like now um, other platforms like Instagram has become like a little more necessary for a band like us at this point. But uh, it's just not something I thought that was necessary before this year. Okay, that definitely makes sense. Um, it's 
pretty um it, it can be pretty exhausting to try to like uh stay up like on both and sometimes for me like the people that i follow and follow me on twitter and instagram are very similar so it's it's like um the content doesn't really um differ too much when i'm jumping between social medias so uh sometimes i i, I do get bored and i'll just like go more than half the day without even looking at it because i like sometimes I, I feel like i just get sucked in to just like refreshing to look at stuff that doesn't matter in my life yeah there's definitely a, a bit of that one thing we definitely uh you know we were, we were writing for a pretty significant amount of time and the recording process took us a little bit so there was also the the lack of you know need for going on. We, we didn't feel like there was the need to post a lot on social media when you know we were still waiting to have you know new stuff to share yeah i mean i also work full time like every day so we had to do it like on days where i was available and all that stuff yeah, I definitely get that. Um, I, I was curious. So there was like a pretty big gap from uh, stake your claim to vitality. And was that um, by design or was it just because you guys were just so busy with like normal life? Um, from 2016 to now, um, we actually went through like um, a couple lineup changes, um, kicked out our old drummer. And then uh, met John, put John in the band. And then uh, Anthony was actually in another band called Warehouse at the time. And uh, he's now currently in uh, No Idea. And uh, I don't know what else you're doing. Is that all you're doing? Uh, yeah, No Idea and Draw the Line pretty much is uh, yeah. what I'm doing with music right now. And and right around that time, like 20, 2015, 2016, John and Dan were actually in another band called Desperate Cry. And uh, that's where we kind of like knew about their musical abilities. And so we were kind of interested in uh, having them be a part of this project and helping it grow at the time. And then uh, after that, it was just pretty much trying to write new material and kind of like not step away from Stake Your Claim, but just like, you know, if we have new, like three new members, we wanted to kind of create something that would better represent the new age of what this band was going to be. For sure. And so we took a lot of time off just to kind of just write and figure things out with how well we worked with each other and what our vision was going to be for this new sound we had in mind. That's awesome. I like that you guys decided to take your time and not just rush and um, put out stuff that you guys weren't proud of. Yeah, that was, that was the main thing that we were thinking about with writing because, uh, you know, it's it's sort of easy to just kind of, you know, eh, the first, you know, whatever risk you put together, cool. Let's just, you know, let's throw a demo together, you know, let's throw, you know. but we, we didn't want to go that route. We kind of just wanted to take our time and, you know, really feel happy with the sound that, you know, we put out, you know, if we're going to, we're going to put something out. Let's take the time to, you know, yeah, be proud of it. You know? Definitely. Some of the, yeah, risks, I agree. That we, guys. some of the risks that we have off uh, Vitality, we were using as like segues and intro parts for like our shows we were playing in like 2016. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That, that's awesome. Um, so we're still pretty early in 2019. Do you guys want to have like a busier year, like more shows? Do you guys want to leave um, and try to play like other parts of New York or even leave the state and play other places? I mean, that, that would be cool to play like other states and stuff. 
Yeah, we would uh, definitely within our means, you know, uh, between, you know, the varying schedules and, you know, obviously with uh, John touring with the Air Force, it definitely, you know, makes it difficult to do anything, you know, big or, you know, major tours. But, uh, you know, any, any weekends we could, you know, throw together would definitely be, you know, something we'd be interested in, you know, this year. And uh, do you guys um, have any uh, shows lined up? We do have two shows lined up right now. On April 3rd, we're playing with Sacred Sounds, Born Hands. We're playing second, Rain of Salvation. So um, um, before those shows even happen, uh, coming up really quick in like about two weeks, right? Yeah, two, two weeks. weeks. Yeah, yeah pretty much two weeks. Now, yeah. Sunday, March yeah. 24th uh, is going to be our first show back, and that's going to be our uh, record release for Vitality. And uh, on that show, we're going to have uh, Poor Choice and uh, War by Other Means with Shackled on tour, and then Jab and our best friends in Forced Out. That's awesome. Wait, you guys haven't played a show since you put out Vitality? Um, Our last show that we played was, I believe, last April with Hangman uh, and Dead Heat. Yeah. So we have we haven't played a show together since then. <laughs> Definitely been a minute. Dang, this is last April. I'm I'm tripping out right now. Why why was there such a long break in between? Um basically uh I don't know if we were recording before then, but I know definitely after that show happened is when we uh went to the studio with uh uh Chris Reaney and we started to record and track out this record. Um but from June to July, I was on tour with uh, Typecast, and then uh, afterwards uh, was when we all finished the recording process, and uh, it was just a matter of trying to get this record out first before we played any more shows, because we didn't want to have to play shows with new material that nobody knows just yet. We'd rather have the music out first so people at least know what they're getting into especially since it's been so long since we put any music out. Yeah, th- th- that definitely makes sense. Um, I feel like uh, when kids hear, um, obviously, like when bands playing like new songs live, like some kids will pop off, but I feel like obviously the energy will be way different if the kids um, know the lyrics or know the mosh parts and um, it'll be like a way more like intense uh, set. Yeah, and it also, uh, by the time you end up releasing the record, you know, it. it I wouldn't say it's lackluster, but it doesn't have, you know, any, you know, doesn't have any really anything interesting to it, you know, because by then everyone just knows that it's, oh, well, they finally released that material, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you guys, um, so you're playing that show with War by Other Means and Shackled. Um, are you guys uh, friends with those bands? Yeah. Um, no, singer of uh, Shackled, Dylan, him and I are pretty good friends. Uh hit him up every now and again just to see what's up but um yeah it's good friends with him that's awesome i um follow uh one of the dudes uh, in war by other means on twitter as his name's ron mm-hmm. yeah he, he's he seems like a pretty cool dude i'm, I'm uh we're in talks about him coming on here as well so um it's pretty cool to see that you guys are playing with those bands because i've definitely um have them on my radar just through uh, seeing people, you know, talk about them on social media or like I've actually had um, some dudes from New Jersey on and um, actually recommended me uh, to listen to Shackled. So I, I think that's actually really cool. Word. 
Yeah, we're really excited to have them on our record release. And that are you stoked that it's a, it's at the Shakers Pub, based off yeah. the, looking at the flyer. Yeah. You guys stoked to have it there? Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> okay, that's sick. Um, so I'm always curious because um, I'm obviously from California, so I'm not sure about um, like other scenes perspectives. But um, I'm a huge fan of backtrack i i was just curious um how you guys feel about them and um like does long island actually um show them love um backtrack is sick and uh they're definitely one of those bands that still keep in touch despite how long they've been uh they've been playing shows over 10 years now and uh you know a lot of them just uh they still keep in touch with like music on long island and you know they're very into the scene and uh, I uh, I uh, toured with them actually back in last May, so I got to hang out with them pretty much every day for a month. And they're just nothing but really nice people. And um, yeah, I actually I played at the Observatory as you mentioned before. With um, I filled in for the band Hangman that toured with them at that time. And uh, yeah, they're just really good people, and it definitely. Um, makes that aspect of Long Island music, uh, Long Island hardcore really better because, um, there's no, like, um, like, really like this between ever, uh, one another because everyone's just cool. There's so many bands and everyone just happens to be really cool with each other, which is really cool. I think that's awesome. I love when, uh, scenes are actually like united and everybody supports one another and wants to see each other grow. I, I think that's one way to, you know, keep your scene, you know, strong and, um, you know, active and, you know, bringing kids out just to see that positivity. I, I think that's like really awesome. Yeah. There's, that's one thing, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure a lot of, you know, a lot of scenes everywhere have that, you know, great unity, uh, amongst them. But it's one thing is as long as I've been coming to hardcore shows, uh, all the bands always give love to each other. Um, they're always supporting each other um in every way possible and yeah there's, there's just a lot of love and support with all the with all the long island hardcore so for long island um hardcore is the scene out there is it um pretty popping like is it normal to see like a hardcore kid at like your local mall or is that like kind of like a rare sighting i think it's probably a little more rare now um, I remember, uh, grow, uh, you know, when I was younger, uh, before I was driving, um, we used to be approached at the mall, you know, uh, for flyers, you know, and, uh, if you, if you had on a band that was remotely heavy, didn't have to be on a, you know, a hardcore band or anything like that. If you had on a Metallica shirt or, you know, just anything, uh, you'd be approached by someone, you know, and be like, Hey, you know, you know, come to this, it's good. It's this weekend, you know, uh, blah, 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 you know, and you'd get a flyer handed to you, you know, this was. Uh, MySpace days, probably like pre-MySpace. Um, but nowadays, it's a little less common. I feel like I don't notice too many hardcore band, you know, shirts in the mall. Yeah, I don't, you don't really see them that much anymore. You see them very rarely. I can, I can tell you that. But are the turnouts for the shows um, good, or um, how do you guys describe it? Turnouts are always great. Um, it's uh, It's definitely a 
thriving scene, and there's a lot of young kids now, too. I feel like there's a lot of young kids coming out um, together and, you know, finding, you know, a sense of connection to the music, to the scene, um, which is always great to see, um, you know, when it's not just the same people, you know, and that that's nice, too, but seeing, the, you know, younger kids come out and finding something to, you know, that resonates with them and relates with them and makes them want to stick around and it's not just the trend for them. Uh, that's, that's always really, really refreshing to see. Always. I always talk about how we got to, you know, appreciate the newer kids that come around. Obviously people like want to, um, you know, uh, act too cool because they've been around longer or whatever and all that BS. But, um, you know, when young kids come around, you know, I feel like we have to, um, interact with them, make them feel welcome because uh, those kids are going to be the future. They're are what's going to keep this alive, you know? Absolutely. I think there's always a sense of that, uh, you know, really in any group of, you know, uh, a big group of people in any, you know, scene or setting, but, you know, ultimately, uh, you got to look out for those people and, you know, every once in a while be like, you know, maybe with the younger bands, you know, show them, Hey, you guys really remind me of so-and-so you guys got to check this out. And, you know, anything like that, that makes them feel more connected and more a part of the scene. Um, it's great. Cause that's, 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 what's going to keep the scene, you know, growing and developing. For sure. And I, I, I always um, tell people that and I just love uh, seeing new kids at shows. Um, but it's like for me, I, I sometimes I feel like where I'm at in Southern California, um, I, I am a little spoiled because um, we get so many shows and um, shows always seem packed. Like I can't think of the last time I went to a show where it was like dead. But I always... Um, you know, always like to repost flyers and make sure that, um, everybody that, uh, is following me, um, or I'm following is, um, you know, um, can be made aware of what's going on locally and, um, everywhere else that I think is cool because, uh, obviously we all have to put in effort, um, to keep this alive. It's not just going to survive on its own, but, um, I'm trying to think, um, so, I love New York hardcore. I have um, like a good friend who um, is from uh, Syracuse. He plays in that band, uh, Trail of Lies. Um, that's uh, pretty far north from you guys, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, so I, I'm always curious uh, just because I love hardcore and um, like just thinking about other scenes like fascinate me. Um, like, where you guys are at in long Island, um, how well are you guys like connected to like other New York scenes? If that makes sense. New York is, um, obviously it has a lot of different scenes, uh, within it, but I feel like long Island is definitely its own entity of itself. There's no other scene in New York or the country just like long Island. And I feel like long Island is very one in its own. Okay. That's fair. Um, so do you guys, um, feel like you guys could benefit from trying to mingle with the other scenes or do you guys just like to keep it, um, cool and just like local? There's definitely, uh, you know, some connections, uh, you know, between Long Island and, uh, Hudson Valley for sure. Um, and of course the Long Island and, uh, the New York hardcore connection is always, and always has been, always will be strong, but, um, it's, it's less about, you know, mingling. It's more just, uh, you know, 
all the scenes are great, you know, as themselves, but uh, there's just something about Long Island that uh, it's just different. Stands, stands, uh, stands out. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, um, I think, about like two years uh, since the last time I was in New York. I was there for about, like, I think three days. And I stayed at an Airbnb in, like, East Harlem. And I absolutely hated being, like, in the city. And then um, the friends that I was with, um, they're, like, really into, like, horror movies and stuff. So they're like, hey, we have to go to, like, the... Amityville Horror House and um, all that. So I'm like, cool, like I'm down just to get away from the city. So like we drove like that way and like went um, over to Long Island. And I felt like I liked that part of New York better because it wasn't so busy and it just felt like more like suburban. And um, I really want to go back because I felt like there was like things out there that I probably like enjoy more instead of being like in the city for as long as I was. Um, I just wanted to ask you guys, um, do you guys ever travel down to the city and, or do you guys even like it down there or do you prefer to stay on Long Island? Um, I honestly prefer Long Island the best. I mean, I guess I'm pretty biased because I live on Long Island, but I normally find it to be a headache going to the city, but I'll enjoy it occasionally, I guess. But I, this is really not for me. I think Long Island has that perfect in between of being close to the city or you could travel out maybe like an hour or so and hit Montauk and you know, you have the beach and everything. So it's great. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. I like, it just felt so busy and uh, I don't know. I, I, I just, um, I guess I'm not really a city person. So I feel like I experienced it. It was cool, but I'm like good uh, on that. I don't know if I'll ever go back. Um, I, I was just curious, uh, do um, any of you guys like watch mixed martial arts? Yeah, uh, I uh, uh, jujitsu is cool, uh, judo is cool for sure. Um, love all that stuff. UFC. <laughs> so, are you familiar with uh, Chris Widenin? Yeah, for sure. Okay, because I I know he's from that area. Um, I I'm not sure exactly where because I know uh, he's like really proud about uh, Nassau County. So I I'm just curious if um you guys were familiar with him just because I'm a huge fan of him. Yeah, for sure, definitely uh, familiar with him. He's uh, uh, one one thing we will say is uh, it's uh, Suffolk County over Nassau County all day. Okay, what what what's the rivalry there? <laughs> Any uh, anyone on Long Island will uh, have that debate, you know, whether Suffolk or Nassau is better. And really, it's wherever you're living, you're gonna, you're probably gonna side with that one. And for us, it's uh, it's Suffolk all day, six three one. Okay, um, six three one. I, I obviously you guys brought up uh, sanction earlier, and it totally slipped my mind that they're also from the six three one, which. There's a um, really good band. I'm stoked to see them on that uh, Knock Loose tour. Uh, are you guys planning to go to that? Yeah, definitely. For sure. Are you guys fans of uh, the Acacia Strain or Higher Power or Knock Loose? Definitely uh, Higher Power and Knock Loose. I never really got into uh, the Acacia Strain growing up all that much. Okay. Yeah. Anybody all, else? Uh, 
definitely uh oh, yeah definitely fun and heavy for sure even higher power just that just like a good uh take on hardcore just like a good uh good style that's not played too much now or as relevant i guess but they definitely bring it to light and make it really fun i saw them once and it was great Oh yeah, they're coming oh, yeah. overseas too doing this full tour. Awesome. Yeah, I think it's awesome when bands are able to make it over um, from over there, over here, because it's a big deal. Because there's um, so many bands uh, that I've listened to that have never made it to the states, and um, obviously I, I get it. It's, it's like expensive. It has to make sense. Um, so the the fact that they're able to make it work, I I think is awesome, and, and it's cool that. Uh, kids from out here like know where they're from and, and appreciate the fact that, that they're willing to travel so far to do this because it, it's a lot of work. Definitely. The, uh, the last time they played here, I believe it was a, a last minute show at a, a pretty small, uh, a venue would you mentioned called, uh, the brew house. And, uh, when they played, it definitely, uh, brought out a lot of kids to appreciate them. I noticed that for sure. I'm pretty sure the last time I saw them, if I'm not mistaken, they were on the Life and Death tour. Yeah, it was, that was around the same time. Uh, I believe the last show of Life and Death was in uh, was in Brooklyn. Yeah, so they played a one-off at uh, the Brewhouse Pub, which is a, a relatively small venue with uh, Hangman. Right around the time they uh, announced they were doing the seven inch with uh, Flat Spot Records, and uh, it was definitely a cool show. That's awesome. I, I love when um, bands do cool one-offs when they're on tour. And I, I definitely get that logistically. It's probably hard to do it. But when they're able to pull it off, I, I think it's like super awesome. Because it's fun to see um, bands um, in settings that you normally wouldn't see them in. Yeah, definitely. Especially with that venue. Because not too many shows happen there in the first place. So for a band like Higher Power to play, it really meant a lot for uh, Long Island kids. Speaking of uh, you guys, Long Island kids, um, do any of you plan to travel out to Sound and Fury? Uh, I didn't get a ticket. Did anyone? I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. That was Gary Vegas ticket. Unfortunately, not this year. What are your guys' thoughts on like that whole uh, ticket debacle? It's uh, it's just an unfortunate, you know, chain of events. You know, uh, it's one of those. Uh, in, in this day and age, you know, there's a lot of people who are trying to get to this show. And uh, one thing that's definitely not, you know, cool is when trying to sell it over face value. Um, is, you know, in hardcore, there's no need to profit off of those ticket sales. But, uh, you know, other than that, you know, you get, what you, you get what you get, you don't get upset, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree. <laughs> Have um, any of you guys ever been to Sound and Fury? No. Nope. Not yet, no. Okay. Yeah. Well, I get it. It's like definitely far for you guys. Um, but if you ever get a chance, I highly recommend it because um, what they do, I, I think it's fun. Um, the way that it's structured now, um, how it's uh, two days instead of three, it's, um, I think, kind of nice. I maybe would prefer three days because that just means um, more bands and uh, no after shows because I'm not a huge fan of after shows like last year after um, 
I think it was after the second night or maybe the first night. I can't remember. Went to an after show. I was sitting in this random bar waiting for EcoStrike to play. It was like one in the morning. And the after show was only supposed to have like four bands, but they decided to add three extra bands, which was nice. But when it's like one in the morning and I'm like falling asleep at the bar, I'm just like, I'm never doing this again. It was pretty rough. Yeah, that's uh, that's one thing about uh, those long fests. You know, the after shows are uh, no, they're they're exhausting. <laughs> As if the fest isn't you know a long enough day. You know, the after shows are always fun, but I uh, can only expect to have so much energy. Yeah, you definitely hear yeah. more of uh, the pre-shows popping off rather than after show, but they're still both cool regardless. But definitely pre-show, definitely uh, more people make it a point to go to. Have you guys um, ever been to This Is Hardcore? Yeah. Yeah. I've never been to it. How's your guys' um, experience been, and which year did you guys go? I've been going uh, pretty steady every year since uh, 2014, 2015, and it's always a great time just to be able to set aside a few days with my friends and just see people from, you know, uh, just like all my other friends from all over the country that I don't get to see all the time, just have a few days to decide every year. I get to do nothing but just hang out and chill with all of them in this big place. But like all my favorite music is like the best experience. I'm looking forward to it because I've never been. And this year I'm actually, um, I already like had to like request the time off from work. And, um, this year I'm actually finally going for the first time. I'm actually, um, going to link up with Steve and we're going to like make plans, um, together. Um, so I'm actually really looking forward to it because I, I always beat myself up over the fact that like I see the lineup every year and I'm like, you know, I have the means to go, but I just make like dumb decisions and end up not going. So this year I'm looking forward to finally making it out to this is hardcore and I'm really looking forward to um, finally being able to experience it. We're up. definitely one of the, the better fests um, and uh, always putting on a, you know, a good uh, set of lineups every year for sure. Yeah, and if any of you guys go this year, I'll have to um, introduce myself. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so going back to Vitality, I was curious um, for the track Illusion of Change, the um, the sample that you guys use in the beginning, um, can you explain um, where it comes from and why did you guys choose it? So basically just like um throughout like a couple of history classes i've taken just like in high school they would always play these like history of long island videos and so uh i don't remember if this one specifically i had like seen before but um there's just a general like history of long island that i wanted to include with this record and um do you know who's speaking in that um sample i have no idea <laughs> Because honestly, it um, if I'm not mistaken, it sounds like Walt Disney. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know about that. That'd be but a, I, I have no idea who's speaking in it. Okay, yeah, it would be a funny. Time. Yeah, because um, I I'm um, I'm pretty sure it is because I'm like a huge um, Disney nerd and I know his voice because like he has like this famous speech that that he did on the opening day of Disneyland and 
Um, it sounds just like him. Uh, so I, I was just really curious because I wasn't sure if like um, somebody in the band liked Disney and just decided to pick that or if that was just some random clip you guys um, picked up. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure. I mean, it probably is Walt Disney. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. Yeah. But, um, it's just like, there's a bunch of like, I'm sure like a lot of like cities and towns and states have their own like historical videos and documentaries on the internet. And, uh, this was just one of Long Island that I found within a series. It's just a history of Long Island. And was this just like some sort of like, um, like audio tape or was this from like a movie or something? Where'd you find it? Uh, it's just on YouTube. It's just like a like a three or four part like short like ten minute video series, and it was just like talking about Long Island, what it was like in the fifties and the sixties. Okay, that's definitely interesting. Are you guys um, or would you guys want to experience Long Island in a different time period, or are you guys happy um, with how it is right now? Pretty content. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty no. content with everything. Uh, smartphones are pretty cool. Yeah, there's definitely been a a lot on Long Island, like a lot of different. I would, I mean, nineties experiences. The only thing I think I'd want to see is uh, different towns, like like generations back, used to be uh, wealthier towns, and then maybe vice versa, which would be funny to see because now I'm just so you know I'm used to just seeing it how it is, like uh. Like uh, Lake Ronkonkoma, for example, people would go there for a resort, but now it's uh, it's pretty much a dump. I live there pretty much. So I would like to at least maybe see that if I could, but other than that, I'm content with how it is now. Okay, that that's cool. I'm really uh, fascinated with the, like, thought of time travel I, i'm not sure if it's possible but um, sometimes like i'll get on like a uh or i'll go down the rabbit hole on youtube um watching uh, videos about um time travel um why it's possible or why it's not possible um so i, I think it would be um really interesting um i don't know if that would like be the end of everything if somebody found out how to travel through time but uh, there's all these like weird theories about it being possible right now and the talk of like time police and I don't know, it's just crazy stuff. And I, I think it's fun uh, and I'm just really interested in it. So I'm always curious if people are, um, or where people would want to go if they could time travel. Yeah, I, I think so too. I definitely uh, fall down that same rabbit hole I'm at like 3am on YouTube when I just can't fall asleep. And uh, either you just start like, Thinking about this, all this crazy shit. Can I can I curse? I can curse, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, yeah. I just think all this crazy shit about time traveling and like other dimensions and stuff like that. It's just like such a crazy thought to uh, wrap your head around. But uh, yeah. Do you guys ever listen to the Joe Rogan experience? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know it's about the Joe Rogan. Uh, experience. Yeah, you tell. Uh, here and there. I, I I I would say I make it a point to watch it. Yeah. I like I like a lot of the uh, the science related ones. That's honestly what sparked like me looking up these videos, like about like like dimensions and stuff like that. Did you? Oh wait, go ahead. It's definitely fun. Getting, uh, it's definitely fun getting caught up in that stuff. But I'm more of a just a general comedy fan, so uh, I'm there for the the stand ups. <laughs> okay yeah it's awesome like he definitely provides like a great mix of everything um he's definitely like through listening to that podcast has like put me on to like a lot of um cool stuff that i've never even thought of being into 
but I was just curious um, if you guys um, caught the uh, the most recent episode uh, of Alex Jones being on there. Oh, that freak out was incredible. I, I watched it. I, I I watched pretty much all of it, I would say. <laughs> yeah, that podcast just like kind of like like fucked me up just like thinking about how him talking about how um nasa's the real government the nazis made a deal with the aliens and all this crazy stuff um yeah he was talking about some crazy shit like like human flesh farms and stuff like that i i mean i feel like with that one or any alex jones video you could just skip to any part and he'll be talking about the same thing eventually when he does calm down in that in that particular podcast um he just says some pretty insane shit. Yeah, even jumping back to the nine eleven episode where he's talking about like um, interdimensional child molesters, and um, I, I just like sit back and I'm just like, okay, I don't know what to believe. He definitely sounds crazy, and all this sh- like shit that he talks about is like so like outlandish and just like it, it's so it just sounds so crazy that you like this can't be real. Um, and when he was like talking about NASA and uh, the Nazis and the aliens, it, it just like made me think like, wow, like if all that's true, like um, what's the point of anything? Like, does anything even matter? Uh, I'm, I'm just like, like so curious, like I'd want to know the truth, but at the same time, I'm like a little scared to know what's going on behind the like scenes, you know? Yeah, I, I think at that point, that's where I draw the line, no pun intended, about uh, about stuff like that because I, I feel like a lot of people that uh, uh, tend to get that uh, happen to get involved with that stuff or just like always on the topic of that, maybe don't um, like focus on their own like well-being or life as much. You know, I, I think the point is just like as long as you're living your best life, like you're never really gonna know what's going on in your lifetime. I mean, maybe you could, but I, I really doubt it. So that's why I don't know. I, I can't get too invested in that kind of stuff. Yes. Same here. Like I, I think, um, conspiracy theories, um, are fun, but I'm not gonna, um, let that like be the main focus of my life. I'm not like, you know, trying to be paranoid all the time. Uh, sometimes it, it's just fun to kind of like look into it and just, you know, just wonder, you know, who like really shot JFK or, um, you know, are aliens real? Yeah, it's definitely fun to think about conspiracy theories, but I think what ruins it is just hearing somebody else talking about them. I, I heard someone say that the moon is a light and I was just like, all right, I've had enough. Yeah, it's definitely a fun, uh, you know, conversation to throw back and forth with a friend or whatever, but. Anytime someone comes to me with like way too much energy about it and you know they're really really hyped on it like I got I got to sign off from that conversation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know who it was. Um, man, I was on, I can't remember if it was either Twitter or Instagram, but somebody had mentioned that they had just watched this documentary on Netflix called, um, beyond the curve. And it's about, um, flat earth, um, which I don't think the earth's flat, but, um, that's what this whole documentary is about. It was about like these like prominent people in the flat earth community. And I like it, it ran about, I think like an hour and a half and I probably made it like, um, like an hour in and it just got to the point where I'm like, this is just too crazy. I was like, I don't even know why I decided to watch this. I'm like, I'm going to enjoy my weekend. And so I just kind of like shut it off and like, t- like just t- I took a nap. 
Yeah, that's uh, flat Earth is one of those one of those things where they'll they'll argue uh, and feel so confident about it, uh, but they have no variable proof for themselves. So it's just you know, as a uh, as I've heard, you know, log on to imright.com and you, know, you just figure out whatever works for your opinion. You know, what is that? I've I've never heard of that. Uh, an expression, uh, you know, you log it's, it's it's confirmation bias when you basically just find find a website or a YouTube link that basically just aligns with whatever you feel, and then you go, oh, see, I found some proof. You know, it's <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's real. I'm um, interesting, um, and it's uh, yeah. That's why, like, I don't like to argue with people through um, you know Twitter because um, I feel like. It, there's a lot of that going on and it's just like pointless because you can't really ever get your point across, you know? Yeah. A lot of people, uh, really just use Twitter to either talk shit or, uh, you know, express extremely strong opinions and they're not really interested in having, uh, a discussion so much as, you know, they just want to say what they feel and you're wrong no matter what, you know, you think. Yeah. Definitely get that. that's why I just try to, you know, when I'm on Twitter, I'll, I'll just tweet, um, just like random stuff, like n- nothing, uh, no, like hot takes that people love to tweet about. I, I just like to post stuff that, um, is going on at the time. <laughs> like when, uh, Twitter was first invented, that's like what like it was for. Um, but it, it just kind of like evolved into this like whole crazy thing. Definitely, uh, definitely beneficial to keep it light. Yeah, definitely. I, I I can definitely agree with that. I try to um, keep it light and just post here and there. Like I remember back in the day, like I used to post like you know at at least like thirty tweets in a day. But now, um, if it's or if I'm having like a, a like a lucky day, I'll post more than one. That's really rare. Yeah, and, and also just trying to not get too wrapped up in, you know, hot takes and, you know, various, you know, opinions and, you know, nonsense beef threads and all that shit. You know, keep it fun, keep it light, you know. Yeah. Okay, so Long Island Hardcore, draw the line. What, um, like, what's your guys' message? Like, what would you guys like to do um, for the scene? Like, w- when kids look you guys up on Twitter, Spotify, Apple Music, like, um, what are you hoping to get out of it? Um, probably for just kids to enjoy, I'd say, genuine music. You know, we have nothing to prove or nothing to show. We're literally just trying to write music that people can enjoy, maybe uh, relate to or express with. Um, yeah, just wanted to add something or contribute to something Long Island related. Yeah, um, definitely, definitely nice to be able to put our little piece of Long Island hardcore history in there. Um, you know, it's never a matter of how, how far you've toured or, you know, if you get signed or not. It's just, you know, being able to be a part of, you know, a great scene with a lot of love and support, you know, um, it's a, it's a great feeling. Well, I think you guys have definitely done that with, um, stake your claim, burning breed, vitality. I, I I feel like when people talk about Long Island hardcore, um, they can't without mentioning your guys's name because I feel like with the, um 
vitality obviously there like that long gap that we talked about um i feel like you guys have come back um with something really good just you know based off what i've listened to seeing the, the reaction online so i i feel like um you know that's awesome that you guys have been able to um you know be a part of long island hardcore's history thanks man it means a lot to hear that yeah thank you and um, just uh, real curious um, for uh, you guys, um, like what inspirations um, do you guys or what bands inspire you guys to uh, write this kind of music? Um, a couple of the bands uh, that, you know, went into, you know, uh, inspiration as far as this new record. Um, let's say uh, Buried Alive and uh, Death Threat, um, Bulldoze, Swear to God. Bond frustration, yeah. Hudge Davis, a lot war. Billy Club Sandwich, everybody gets hurt. Yeah, Hell I have mighty mighty irate. Just one enemy. That's awesome. Those are some great bands you guys listed. That's that that's really cool. I'm I'm stoked that um you guys uh, listen to cool music, and they're able to inspire you to write something um great. Thanks, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Um, okay, so b- before we go, um, is there anything um, you guys want to plug or shout out or um, put us on to like newer bands from your area that we should be um, listening to? Rate of Salvation is a new band coming out. Uh, I think their demos. No, it's not a demo. It's gonna be like a five song, like official EP release coming out. I believe. Uh, March 13th, and their first show is coming up with uh, Fall in Line, Typecast, and Judiciary later this month. Okay. Hell yeah. We'll, we'll have to keep our eye out on that. Um, just curious, is uh, who, who drums for that band? I do. Anthony. Anthony? Okay. <laughs> who else is in that with you? Uh, what do you mean? Uh, who else is in uh, Salvation. Oh, oh that's uh, Sal. Okay, all right. Okay, that, that that's what I thought because um I actually uh follow him on um on Instagram and Twitter. So I, I was just curious that you guys were talking about the same band. Um, do you guys follow him on social media? Yeah, yeah. I've known Sal for a few years. Yeah, he's a friend of mine. Um, man, I I can't remember uh, what uh, shirt he was wearing, but he made some video where he like <laughs> he was like singing and he like just, like rips his shirt off. Um. And I, I just thought that was like the funniest thing that I've ever seen. And I, I watched it like a hundred times and I couldn't get over how funny I, I thought that video was. Yeah, he, he's definitely on something with these videos. <laughs> he's on <to> something. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you're doing and I'm just like picturing his face. Um, have you guys, um, well, obviously if you guys follow me, like he does those like auto-tune videos. Yeah, yeah, I've seen him do those. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. I don't even know where he comes up with these ideas, but I, I think they're um, like pretty funny. But all right, Rain of Salvation. Um, is there any anybody else, or is um, is that the only one we should be keeping our eyes on? Uh, uh, Rain of Salvation, Out for Justice, just put out a fucking. Uh, oh, uh, I don't know what it was. I think uh, it was an EP news. They have some tapes and stuff coming out. Yeah, Age of Apocalypse too. Some sick shit. Hell yeah! All right. Um, do you guys want to shout out or anything before we end this? 
Well, I was saying shout out to Street Fight Records. Shout out to all the Long Island Hardcore and my good friends in Dutchman. Shout out to 631, Suffolk County, Long Island, New York. Uh, shout out to everyone who's sharing Vitality so far and maybe pre-ordered CDs. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Street Fight, Hangman, Year of the Knife, Sanction, Paper Gave, the Grega. Shout out all that. Hell yeah. Was that it? Yeah. And also shout out to you know, Victory, Vatican, Chamber, and Vamakara. Hell yeah. Okay. Got a little bit of California in there. I'm I'm into that. Well, thank you guys. I, I really appreciate um you guys giving me your time and I, I know this has been like in the works for a while, so I'm uh stoked and happy that we we're finally able to um, you know, get like on the same schedule and be able to do this. So uh, thank you guys so much. Thank you, right. thank, thank you, you, man. That's awesome. We really appreciate you having us. All right, um, definitely, um, any, like down to have you guys on anytime. I would love um, Long Island, so thank you guys, and um, yeah, have you on in the future. Um, just wanted to say uh, thank everybody for listening to this episode. This has been another episode of the Jamer K Podcast. Always on top.